Hi, Jamie. How's it going? Good. How's it going? How are you? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's always sort of strange because it's like it's the intros. How, yeah, how how's Kirk gonna just like line this one up and yeah. I, I don't know. Again, I will make a plea to the to the listeners to comment about in at, at, about anything. Comment <laughs> about the introductions, the openings. I, I I have small a small range of 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 hand gestures usually it's hand gestures that's 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 the thing we're doing a podcast we are we are on video which is a whole new dynamic that we're gonna we keep teasing that we're gonna explore more with the drawing live and all that stuff which i think we will do oh here, yeah you're very shortly part of it has just been some logistic stuff and yeah we're not including where to put the frog my in my throat i don't yeah. know what that is and where to put my hands i don't know where to yeah <laughs> So, so we're, this will, this will wind up being 103. We are, we've eclipsed a hundred, 101, 102 are out there. We took a little break in case people were wondering what happened to their favorite two sketching podcasters. And uh, we're back. We're not, we haven't really gone anywhere physically. We are almost in the same geographic locations latitude longitude all that stuff but anyway <laughs> i digress <laughs> i have spent which will we we will talk about in, in in the future episode or two that i i will be in a new location soon i it's still probably would ping on your iphone in the same general neighborhood <laughs> as but, flint we're, mean, yeah, so, we're, we, yeah, we bought another house in the same beautiful neighborhood in Flint, but we did a little, little, little trade up to a nice, uh, a nice, a cool house, which I ha- I'll have to get some pictures and sketches, which we'll talk about, but it, it is, and, and I'm hoping to, I've been scouring the archives for, it is a, been told to me that it's a Sears catalog house. So I'm trying to find the Sears catalog uh, listing for it. Well, I have a resource that I will give you offline, but I think that's a good, it's a good segue to the sketch that we're going to talk about today too. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, about sort of doing some homework and stuff like that, that sometimes I do, sometimes I don't do, but yeah, there's an excellent online resource library through APT, the Association of Preservation Technologists or Technology. I'm a member, but they have a great, their website is, it's it's slowly growing and there's parts of it that are more robust than others. But one of the projects that they had done before I had become a member and one of the people I'm working with on a different project, one of his kind of initiatives was this library of resources and getting them all scanned or collected from other scans and other libraries sort of for the public, for public consumption. And so it's how... And so the Sears catalogs and things like that, and then also product catalogs, like old Conier catalogs, I mean, old tile catalogs, old anything <laughs> material related that might aid a design professional, contractor, yeah. homeowner, commercial client, whatever, where they've got this historic property with these incredible details. And they're like, we'd like to replicate them. Or we'd like to learn a little bit more about them, and where's where's the be- where's the best place to start, kind of thing. And so, what they they took that as their premise was like, let's be the first place 
um, mm-hmm. for people to go and be a repository for that kind of information. And it's fantastic. I mean, it's just they're just continuing to try and grow it. And so there's new new stuff added all the time, but it's effectively a volunteer effort, just like so many things in life. Yeah, labor but, of love. Uh, yeah, it, it, yeah, and it's but it, it's neat. I mean, I, I I don't use it as much as I should sometimes, but then there's cer- certainly some projects where you're like, this you stumble on a building in a small town Texas, and somebody has gone to the trouble 75, 80, 90 years ago to have some amazing details. And you're like, I want to know somebody, somebody really designed this. And so how can I learn a little bit more about that material, that time period, what other things are applicable of that age? It's, it's great. So yeah, the Sears catalogs, there's a, there's a ton of them that are in there. So it's, it would be an, an easier one, one, one place to start um, than Mm -hmm. trying to collect it from a bunch of different sources and blogs and all that kind of stuff. Sure. Thanks. Yeah. The only other option I knew of was archive.org, which I think, but that has almost too much stuff on it. Almost hard to find things because it's, it's got so many other not non-architectural resources in there. too. Yeah. This is, this is sort of like it's curated. So that's, that's the nice part about it. The, well, thanks. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. I, I know it, it's supposedly 1926. So we'll have to figure, we'll have to do a little, do a little sleuthing, some investigative. Well, and the, the other fun part about those catalogs too, and, and sort of data resources is, is looking at the, the hand-drawn mm-hmm. images that are, that are in there, kind of explaining how some of these things are made and, and how they were sort of crafted. And it's these beautiful sketches and drawings. So that can be a, certainly a rabbit hole as well. Yeah, I always like that too, is, is looking at, because it's like a, it's a cell sheet. It's like a single sheet, a single page, floor plan, perspective, usually sometimes an elevation, and then a little bit of blurb about the, and then the price. <laughs> right, right. $2,500 <laughs> for the whole so what's, what? So what's in your cup today? Oh, so I, I actually, I went, I picked up some new Rootless, our local Flint guys, Rootless Coffee. They have one called Coast, which is a light roast. And I'll have to get, I, I forgot to bring up the bag, but the, uh, it's a light roast and it is a Guatemalan origin. So like me, it is, a, has an origin of Guatemala, at least my mother. <laughs> right. Half, half of me. Who um, listens sometimes, so... She probably does. She she finds us. Yeah. Hello, ma. Or uh, hola. Hola, ma. Hola, mama. In Espanol. Yes. You know? Well, I'm it's, I, bilingual like, it's almost like you're checking with me about how you talk to your mom. I'm like, mm. I say hi, ma. That's what yeah. I say. Hi, ma. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what I figured. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, what's cool though is the, uh, we'll, I'll have to grab the bag on the next one, but the, the origin is Weiwei Tenango. So Guatemala has a lot of cool indigenous names of cities which are just fun to say like so it's it's way way tenango have you ever been mm-hmm. okay. yeah we were the last time though is so I, I i believe i was taken there by my parents <laughs> three times and the the oldest i was was like seven i think seven or eight somewhere okay. around there 
And so the, I do remember, I don't remember any of the other trips. That's the only one I remember because I was. Right. Yeah. So you have, bits, you have bits, and, bits and pieces. So mm-hmm. yeah. it was, no, I want to go back, but there are some, yeah, so, some sort of political, I don't know what to call it, dysfunction or challenges. And so I don't know. I try and I would like to go back. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. My mom's been back, but she's fluent in Spanish and looks a little more local than I do even. So, although I could probably pass, but anyway, long story short. So what about you? How, how are, what do you got brewed today? I've got the, it's, it's a, I'm not sure if I like it. This was one of those sort of random pickups. It was, it's an Austin it says it's Austin based, but I haven't done my homework to find out how Austin based it is. It's called Chameleon. And it has a it's a it's a just a their dark roast. And it's it's nice. It it doesn't have sort of that bitter aftertaste that sometimes you get with a dark roast. But I think it's actually like one of those when you have one of those ghost kitchen kind of situations where somebody's brewing it and or somebody's making it and then has multiple brands that they're selling it to that's my suspicion but mm. Mm. relabeling the sort yeah of- just relabeling yeah right <clears throat> it's well the there's a business <clears throat> model there's a business <throat> model for that sort of stuff and but that's cool i did actually push a little promotion for our little city friends out there so our, we're friends of a lot of entree architect people, Mark LePage, yes. yeah. mm-hmm. Jeff, Jeff Eccles, <clears throat> and Jeff was doing his regular entree architect sort of daily live stream. And the Mark's, Mark's entree architect program is coming to Austin in November, which I was hoping to go, but we're not going to go now. Oh, but it, okay. I think I told you. Anyway, I hope I did. <laughs> <laughs> now, sorry, we're not going to come. We're not going to visit Jamie. Maybe another time. But but Jeff is a big coffee drinker, and so he was looking for recommendations for local Austin coffee. So I threw out the little city. Yeah. I, oh yeah. Particularly the Grackle. Yes. Is a is a is a fave fave of the podcast. So so yeah. Well. Good deal. I'll have to I'll have to get you in touch with Jeff and maybe you can take him to some good barbecue and uh, and good coffee and 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 some coffee. No, yeah. Yeah, I, actually our our friend Wyatt has now moved back oh, to yeah. Austin. That's um, right. And and so he and I will be having some coffee here soon. So excellent. Yeah, good. Yeah, say hi to him for me. Yeah, he he got a new job, I believe, and in yeah. a new city. So Yep. Good for him. He's back. So that's you good. got him back. Yeah. <laughs> well, you want to jump uh, into our drawing? Yeah. Speaking of Texas, well, <laughs> let's let's talk about yeah. Kind of one that that jumped out at you from the last few weeks. Yeah, uh, yeah. And yeah, so this one, I'll just sort of dive into it, just at least from the preface of it. Well, I'll, then, I'll first at least say I'm always I'm 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 always <laughs> a sucker for like the abstract sketches, right? And so yes, we I was like, well, we have to talk about this one. Yeah, so. you're like this one really jumped out. Yeah, but I love. But that. yes, you you also said that you are a big fan of the 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 existing building on the left. Yeah, for those that are looking, 
watching along as opposed to the abstract drawing to the right. So, well, and, and it's, it, it's all sort of, it's all one sketch and it, it, some of it for me is process thinking. You were asking sort of like, how, how do, how do I get to that multiplicity of forms and lines and spaces and we've talked about it almost like an automatic drawing before and, and different things like that. But a lot of it for me is it's, I imagine it in my, in, in my description of it as sort of a left brain, right brain, like where you're almost analyzing something. And then at the same time, switching gears and trying to free up that, that analytical mind into thinking about the problem differently and, and just sort of letting that kind of creativity flow. So there's, there's an element to that just process wise, I think, but yeah, the building on the left is a building in Goliad, Texas. It's a national register property, national register, historic places built. It's over hundred years old, two stories. And then it has a basement as well, which is sort of a little bit rare in Texas. Of course, the, the bank building is now, and it was built as a bank. So has sort of Corinthian columns, real kind of stately front, real kind of classic details of that period. But the city has brought me, brought me down to look at the building because they, they own it now and it's empty. It's been empty for at least 20 years Wow! and they, they only just acquired it. So it's like those moments where you go back into the building and it's sort of going back in time are it's probably more like 30 years, 40 years worth of stuff back in there, but there's no, there's no accessible route into the building. You can see sort of the, the steps on the front there going up to kind of the, the raised first level. And then there's a, a second story and a roof. And so some of the, some of the early questions that they had were, how do we, how do we repurpose this building? Like, what are some of the considerations? It's historic. It has, it really only has the, the main facade. It's on a corner. So there is a building next to it on, on the left. It's actually where the bank moved into another building. And, but then it has, it does have a backside, a back facade that carries a lot of the details around the corner. Mm-hmm. but is effectively off the courthouse square. And so that's where we did a little bit of exploring and, and thinking about it. And, and that's what you're seeing in the sketches on the bottom is me sort of exploring this idea of a modern addition on the backside, like a saddlebag mm-hmm. to, to, to the building, creating more of an accessible entry, a place to put services, bathroom, elevator, and kind of what what those proportions might be, what those materials might be, and then and then letting those ideas about solving that problem sort of spill over into what does the inside of this building start to do? Because a lot of there there is a fair amount of detail that's still present, but then a lot of it has been changed over those hundred years. None of the original woodwork is really it. Some of it's upstairs is there. But a lot of the architectural details that you would expect of a building of this period isn't. So it, it, it's, a, it's a bit of a shell. So there is some opportunities to explore other possibilities for mm-hmm. it while, mm-hmm. while revealing the history at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, they, and they're not in a big hurry. 
which is, I mean, they, of course they want to get moving on the project, but they're not, mm-hmm. it's not a commercial client. That's, this is, this is one where they've effectively been gifted the building so that they can, <clears throat> yeah. And there's the building in real life and actually giving a tour, Jamie on the, on the yeah. megaphone. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, no. So it's, it's a really interesting project and you can see it's like, what's, what's funny is, yeah, you can see that. <laughs> The building that they the bank moved into, clearly I don't I wouldn't call that the the upgrade personally, but <laughs> right. Anyways, yeah, this is a it, this is this is this is the type of work that 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 I'm I I, I particularly enjoy mm-hmm. in in the work that I'm doing right now. But this is this is a fun one. It's a, and it, and and a lot of it again is thinking through things in a sketch. So that's a lot of the 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 line work and spaces on the, I'm, I'm thinking about it almost like programming spaces. And then the, some of those programming spaces become almost architectural elements mm-hmm. as you're kind of working through. And so plan almost becomes section. And there's a couple of vaults in the building, which is, those are always fun to play with because like from a construction point, those aren't going anywhere. Right. Uh, that's, there's at that point, there's no use in, imagining those things gone in the plan so yeah yeah the I, yeah we we you know, often talk about some of the the concepts that you have for for your preservation work and it, it's a lot of fun because you know in a nutshell right the the idea is is generally to not copycat the existing building especially when it's a registered landmark and so you're sort of two options of the addition on on the bottom here where you have different versions of adding on to the building sort of reflecting some of the proportions of the existing building but also taking on a a a, a new a new look because it's based on like you said the equipment needs like an elevator and other sort of access issues and connections into the existing floor plates and things like that and so it has to it should reflect what its purpose is but also not copycat or mimic the existing building to where it it you can't tell if it was an addition or not and so so that's fine and I, I I like the idea also too with we have a lot of buildings like this in in Michigan in Flint and Detroit where the the shell they build these things pretty relatively robustly and but the interiors either have been sort of modified over time the 70s had a weird opinion about <laughs> yeah there's you can always tell the era of some of these renovations inside the choice there's the choice of materials and and like ap- simulated wood paneling yeah you're like <laughs> And somewhat of a disregard of, of of any kind of proportion, but you're like, why is Masonite so popular in <laughs> 1971 or whatever? But so then, but then having your 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 what we we kind of call the abstract sketch or the, the sort of the free thinking drawing to the to the right side here. But interesting, you had a shell and could propose sort of a repurpose inside of a shell, right? So you have the the envelope and then the interior and like sort of freeing the existing structure from what used to be the physical layout, right? Floor to floor layout, but 
could be totally something different. Re- reimagining, especially if the program changes, right? Your bank client moves next door. Who knows who could occupy? And this is actually something we should we should probably touch on in the near future. We have a building, the old Masonic Temple here in Flint, which my client on another project, I'm working on other things for this client, not this building. Hopefully, I would love to get involved on, on the old Masonic Temple, but it has the the purposes of the the Masons, right? So I had these gathering rooms and meeting rooms. So these large auditorium spaces, but could that building be, and it's much bigger, also registered. They recently redid the windows, which was nice. Anyway, so I, I kind of digress, but like I could totally see something fun and different going on inside that speaks to a new program that is not the old bank. So, Well, and that's the thing. I think that's the, the thing that's sort of the unfortunate misnomer of, of preservation work. And it, and it's, and it's, and I think it's brought about by people who are, I think probably characterized more as staunch preservationists, someone who's a, a, or they call them trads or traditionalists or whatever. And and yeah, there's there's that. If it's like a spectrum, they're at definitely at at, at a, a a very far end of it. But I think that the reality of these buildings is yes, you want to do you don't want people doing bad things to their buildings, not just because of the things that they're destroying in terms of history. Of a, or a built history, I should say, but oftentimes they're 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 doing things to their buildings because they're going to create more maintenance problems over time. They're they're doing things that are just you wouldn't let people do if you're thinking of it as an investment, spending good money for for bad things. I mean, it's like that's why would you encourage that? Uh, but the I think the flip side is sort of what you're talking about is the reality of a lot of these buildings is they are underutilized. But they, they, in a lot of cases, are built relatively well and with a little bit better maintenance and a little bit more thought put into how they could be used today in new uses, in creative ways. Then now you're talking about climate action. That's mm-hmm. the thing that I think that's the intersection that I really want to see more of is preservation and sustainability goals are not mutually exclusive and anybody who's who Mm -hmm. takes that position i think is really missing the point the recycling of these buildings is not about taking them down and recycling the site it's about being putting our design hats on and being creative this is the challenge that i want to see architectural education take on is in anywhere in the country and with buildings that are stories that aren't being told, like, why is that? Think about all the churches that get raised because tax rates change, communities move, communities get whatever, but the, that building's still there. That building still has a story. Why can't they can't, let's not raise that building. Let's, let's creatively, adaptively reuse the building as an example. Yeah. That's and because there's preservation in that. Of course, there is a certain level of building that you're like, no, we have to preserve this 
because of its built history and because of the stories associated with it or the events that occurred there, or, that's different. But I think to, to paint it with one big broad brush that it must be traditional and therefore must have all of these elements preserved to a certain degree, that's, that's missing the point. Yeah. It, like what you were just saying in, in appreciating that drawing at the bottom and sort of thinking about it, I guess, in terms of your students is like, yeah, that addition on the back is almost subservient to the main building. It's set back, it's dropped lower, it picks up the proportions so that it, it's nodding towards that history, but it's distinct. And that's, in, that's intentional. If Is it too distinct? Is it too different? That's an argument. That's a debate to be had. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that these are the solutions. These aren't the final solutions to begin with. It's a process. Yeah. But you have to kind of get the ideas down on the page. And that's, that's why I sketch. Yeah. And start to start the conversation. Exactly. Which, which we just did. Which you saw me on the bullhorn <laughs> doing with that audience as well. So yeah, yeah, we should, we should switch to that. There's not enough pictures of Jamie and a bullhorn. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, we need we need a little more of that. So that that probably will be our thumbnail for the uh, for this one. But yeah, this is great. I, I I hope to hear more about it as it goes, and we'll have to bring up. There's a couple of examples here in Flint that we'll have to talk about soon. One one other building also has a really interesting feature that will should be something. Well, anyway, it will be something that is going to have to be explored because there's some damage to it and so there needs to be addressed before it, it creates more of a, a bigger problem so these are the kinds of things that we do talk about in architecture often so yeah it, all right well i think before i figure out a poor way to end this i will <laughs> well no i mean it's time for another cup of coffee so i'll let you go exactly and yeah this was fun